the Don't Cast and Drive, the interview segment to Lady Blurred Sings the Blues. You have your host here, Sometimes V. Don't Cast and Drive is a podcast of interviews of artistic folk near and far. And today we got Einstein the Mastermind. What's up, dude? On my son, my thoughts are gone. <laughs> good, good. Um, so I actually heard a little bit about you through uh, Bay Area Group El Exotic. Um, yeah. So they were the ones who were like, talk to our friends, talk to our friends. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll hit them up. <laughs> so uh, I saw that I checked you out and I checked out uh, some of your music and I, I really like all the stuff that you have on here. Um, so, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, as much as I'm just going to like keep flowering you with all these, like, you sound amazing. You sound great. You're talented. <laughs> I actually want you to talk about yourself. So tell me a little bit about yourself, man. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. So, uh, as you already stated, I'm Einstein and a mastermind. I'm a 26-year-old um, from Coppers Cove, Texas. Um, recent came out to California in about 2017, 2018. I've been just kind of pursuing my music uh, since then. I've been making music since like nine or 10 years old. Um, like I said, I'm 26 now, so it's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I'm just... I would like to say I'm a very dope individual. Um, I just like creating music that speaks to people's uh, speaks to people's souls and resonates with everyone so yeah yeah uh, so it sounds like you started like from a very young age how did you start getting into it um honestly like I've, I've always had a lot of music going around the house at the time um what had happened what had happened was i know that's the greatest way to start shit <laughs> no but it's nah, fine um, <laughs> like it piques your interest you're like oh that's cool i mean it's kind of funky it makes my body want to move so how do i get into this you know? yeah of course most <laughs> definitely so what started it really was like my brother was uh was the first one to really get into music and stuff and start and start you know rapping and recording and stuff like that mm-hmm. and at the time the music that i had been exposed to was stuff like um my dad would always play like the, the no limit soldiers and stuff like that or my mom would play like the old cast money millionaires and everything and for mm-hmm. some reason i always liked shit like nsync and backstreet boys and shit oh <laughs> so, yes <laughs> yeah i know it was a, i was more of a pop person for some reason but i was <laughs> listening to that stuff because they would play it all the time and like mm-hmm. more r&b things and then when my brother started i always looked at him as like you know you know the whole things like older siblings is like oh i want to be just like them so yeah, yeah, I just kind of did it just as a piggyback kind of thing at first, but then afterwards, I just really realized that hey, I like doing this shit, you know. Mm-hmm. So since then, he he took me to my first studio, and then I just kind of fell in love with it from there, and just kept doing it, you know. You know, this is great because I'm sure if your brother is listening to this, he's like, ah, yes, the older sibling imitation is the best compliment here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We've had that conversation multiple times, so he already knows what's up. Yeah. No, I feel it. I, I have a little sister and um, I, for a while I started to do, I started to draw a lot when I was a kid. That was like kind of my thing. I used to draw like little anime characters for a okay. very long time. And I noticed that she picked it up, but oh, I can't tell her that she's copying me or right. God forbid that I say, it's like, oh, you're just like me. Cause she'll just throw the drawing away. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. We can bond. And she's like, uh-uh, we're nothing alike. It's like, nah, this is not how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> the sibling rivalry thing was always a thing between me and her. But like, I, I'm glad to hear that you have a healthy relationship with with your brother and that you guys talk about like music or talk about that you, where your inspirations come from with music. Yeah, most so, definitely. Yeah. Um. So 
you said, are you currently still in Texas or are you, are you in California now? Oh, I'm in uh, California still. Um, I'm actually okay. um, in San Jose. Um, You're in San Jose? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. You should have just came right over. <laughs> True, but I mean, I didn't want to be like, hey, uh, I know uh, I just, we just have this one conversation and now I'm going to just <laughs> randomly invade your house really quick while we record this. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we're still in a panorama too. So exactly. it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be good to do that. <laughs> right, just not. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, that's crazy. So you're super local. When did you get here? Um, I got into San Jose like July or August of last year because I was uh I was staying in San Francisco at first. Um, okay. I was um, based out of San Francisco because um I was uh, working out there as a medical assistant and stuff. I had got my MA license um in uh, NSF and I had oh, been congratulations. There, like, Thank you, thank you. So, but yeah, no, nah, I had I had had it um for a while and I was working my first job there, but things got to happen to where I realized a job wasn't the best for me and my living situation wasn't uh, that greatest. So I was like, you know what, let's make, let's make a change, get out here and, you know, do what we got to do. So now I've been yeah. in San Jose since. So. All right. Yeah, no, I feel it. Uh, sometimes like there's folks who got to make that pivot. And then, you know, since you have a license, you could always go back to it. Right. So like in case exactly. you're like, mm, maybe I can, whatever, like I'll just do me. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, it pays the bills. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man selling your soul for something that you're like okay i'll just do this and then i get to feed my soul again when i get home yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> no i absolutely feel that that's a whole different conversation talking about like how work doesn't define you anymore but you know my art or whatever my hobbies are at home do it's just right. like that work will fund those things you know it's this whole like web of identity crises and whatnot <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> It's like like we were saying, it was just one of those things. Like on one side, I gotta do this and do this thing on the medical assistant side, and just focus on trying to make sure I do my job to the best of my abilities because mm -hmm. I'm basically taking care of people. But on the other side, I'm just like, yo, music though, this is <laughs> awesome. Like, <laughs> like this is what I came out here for. Why am I still doing this? It's like. Plan A and plan B basically back and forth, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so with doing music, usually with that journey, like, you know, people pick their their type of voice, uh, their type of instrument, and your your instrument is is voice and rhyming. Is there did you start off as like an instrumentalist or did you start just writing poems or what did you do to kind of get into rapping? Well, I think for me on my side it was more so like I started writing because I always had an affinity for writing up English was always my best subject and stuff so I like mm -hmm. creating stories and things at that point but I also like just the idea of like creating in general I've always been a more artistic kind of guy anyway um mm -hmm. I mean I have a little bit of background um with like uh, high school band and stuff like that and high school theater things I used to play oh, yeah? alto and tenor saxophone and then just a okay there it is I was looking for it okay sorry go on <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no 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 it's just like alto tenor sax and some tuba and then I I did stuff in theater and things so I always just loved the arts in general I mm -hmm. never wanted to be that kind of person to where I had to do the the typical like oh okay i'm just gonna be behind the desk the entire time and just typing shit and like <laughs> i don't, I don't want to be a numbers kind of guy i yeah. want to expand people's minds and just open a, open an area of conversation for things you know mm -hmm. so 
yeah no it sounds like you you're kind of the brainiac of of creativity over there no pun intended with your uh with your handle right (laughs) (laughs) how did that how did that name uh come to be so back in like middle school i want to say yeah because i was still toying with like how i was trying to like get uh, like what kind of a name I was going to have and things like I was running through the most stereotypical things like Lil Astro or some crap just <laughs> money bag I don't know I was just going through just bad bad names and like so I had this uh I had this friend basically that every single time she saw me then she would see me like in, in lunch or like one of our classes and stuff she would always bust out singing a little Einstein's theme song Oh, for some reason and she it, would just always see me and be like we're going on a trip in our favorite ride. so nah like <laughs> I, at first I hated it because I was like bro come on now <laughs> but then like one day I don't know what the hell snapped but I was like you know what this might actually work so so I don't know I just kind of just ran with it and then just flipped it into my own and went from there yeah nice yeah that was I think that was one of my favorite kids theme songs that came into fruition in the meme world. Most where, definitely, yes. <laughs> like all of the TikToks and the right. remixes that came out of that song were were top tier. Exactly. Absolutely top tier. Every single time it was like, yes, please keep doing this. <laughs> no, but that's cool. And so Einstein just kind of stuck for you. Like I actually kind of like the um how you used it on your social media. So for those who are listening. Uh, most of his handles is it's Einstein TM, but yeah. it stands for the mastermind, but it sounds like trademark because that's your name. Right. Yeah. So you you took whole advantage of this one name or this, yeah, of your whole handle. And then you're like, I, I'm just going to be very, not creative, but like, here's not the joke, but I, I think what I'm trying to say is like, you were clever with it. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you're very yeah, clever with it. So it, and it's easy for me to, to remember. Like usually whenever like I hear somebody's handle, I'm like, okay, I have to write it down because I'm sure like when they try to like, you know, put it on different channels and stuff that they had to like change it up a little bit. Like, right. you know, like flowers one, two, three. But no, yours is like pretty straightforward and to the point. And I'm like, okay, I like this. <laughs> this works. Thank you. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about that, though, is the fact of every single time I try to explain it to someone, I realize there's way too many T's in it sometimes. <laughs> so it's like it's a little difficult. And it's like, yeah. all right, look, just I-T-S-E-I-N-S-T-E-I-N-T-M. We got it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Just Einstein, like the, like the, like the scientists. Like, it's not yeah. that hard. Like, I, I know, but sometimes people, it, it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> But no, of course, it it is definitely a nice centralized thing. And I'm glad that I'm able to use it, you know? Right, right. No, exactly. So when did you, um, you know, it sounds like a lot of your stories that you're talking about is like from middle school and stuff. When did you officially like realize that you had a knack for rhyming and like you were actually pretty good at it? Like what was like your, your, your moment of um, realization with that? Hmm. Okay. A little, a little bit of both, like back in the, back in the day in middle school things and like mm-hmm. just kind of outside, like, you know, school life and things. Um, so the first time was like me and my older brother did a, uh, did a talent show. Mm-hmm. Um, like that was like one of my first talent shows with him, like me actually performing with him. So it was like nice and that I was able to get on the stage with him and everything. 
um he was a little bit hard on himself because like when his verse came up like he kind of messed up like midway through and then just for some reason decided to walk off the stage because of how how mad he was yeah so basically i'm just sitting there like okay um either i can walk off with him or i can just keep going <laughs> and so I just decided to keep going. And then everybody was just like, yo, you killed it. And then I ended up getting invited to do other, other things as well too, on top of that. So I was like, okay, validation. This is nice. I mean, I hate that it had to come at his expense, but (laughs) but, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but nah. So that was, that was one case. And then like, um, outside of like actually like after graduation and things um i had ended up going to school in uh, central washington university for a little bit mm-hmm. um uh, i ended up going out there and i'm not gonna lie i it was that moment where like i didn't i never actually fully finished like college this stuff because i just reached a point where i didn't want to go for what i was going for and right. i also just real just felt like it was kind of pointless because at the time I wanted to do like audio production kind of things, but mm-hmm. my dad wasn't trying to hear any of that because my brother had previously went you know, went to like the art institute in Austin and kind of screwed it up for me. So, <laughs> you know, parents- oh yeah, so parents usually do get a little iffy where it's like if one sibling accidentally, you know, falters, then it's like, are you going to do the same thing? You know, exactly. And yeah, yeah no, that that gets tricky, especially if it's. I mean, I don't know this full backstory, but were they were your parents the ones supporting you guys through college? Pretty much, yeah. My okay. dad's uh, my dad was a uh, military at the time, uh, army. Ah. So I'm I'm an army brat, but yeah, nah. Just he never. My dad was never really like the biggest fan of us doing music in general, and then just my brother funking out kind of solidified it. My mom was always the one that supported it the most, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So. It was one of like those, you do you baby i bet you she's always like pretty that. much yeah <laughs> <laughs> like if you look on my facebook sometimes you'll just see her just always comment like the most supportive things ever even when i'm just posting something that, that i may just be in my feelings so yeah <laughs> but yeah no it's it, that's basically been her <laughs> yeah. oh that's so sweet oh that's amazing so let's actually like let's actually start going into the album so okay I've noticed, um, just kind of going through it myself, that, um, you know, evolve, evolution, like, you know, manifesting yourself is what the main themes that I really, like, dug into this, and I thought it was absolutely amazing. Like, I really liked how my perspective was a very nice uh, exposition to the whole album, just kind of describing everything that was going on. Now, I I don't, we don't have to go, like, song by song breakthrough, like, also, those who are listening, it's a long album, so, like, (laughs) be prepared. Yeah, I wanted to go back to the classic album (laughs) format, so that's why I was like, you know what, 17 tracks, people are gonna flock to this one way or another, I don't care, and I'm like, (laughs) well, I'm kidding, (laughs) I'm kidding, but nah. Right, you're like, okay, be prepared to tell this story, and I mean, and it's also important that, you know, we, as listeners, have the capacity to listen to whole albums again, because I think that's something that we lost a lot um back I would say early 2000s like late 90s yeah give or take I mean a lot of like the industry nowadays is like that instant gratification kind of thing like nobody like you said nobody really listens to full-blown albums anymore it's like single 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 and like yeah there's albums that are like really amazing that come out but it's like sometimes those kind of artists are just pushed to the side because a little Nas X or I don't know who else is 
who else is uh, just singles kind of guy as much <laughs> as i like 24k golden he's kind of like that too <laughs> it's just like all right i'm gonna do single after single after single and move on in my life it's just yeah i'd like i like it but i also just like let's digest shit you know like mm-hmm. let's actually want to have this kind of a conversation and want to review things and just open a discussion for people to just mm-hmm. debate music like mm-hmm. i love a i love a good hip-hop debate i don't like picking sides but i love it <laughs> so yeah. but nah just i wanted to go back to that kind of a and that kind of a style i wanted to go back to where somebody had to, had to actually listen fully through to like mm-hmm. understand exactly where I'm coming from but at the same time also mm-hmm. create songs that can stand you know stand on their own and in their own merit and kind of fit the narrative of today as well too that's kind of right. the, the way that I was trying to construct this album you know yeah yeah no it was great like it was very it was definitely an adventure like there was a lot of things like it was very energizing at the beginning and it slows down in the middle and then you kind of get into like a different sort of texture with like a lot of your beats where it's like a lot of it's just like, you know, you can hear like sampling and like, you know, instrumentals that are generated from whoever's producing to like, then you go into brass tracks. So like, it was really, really nice to hear the contrast of how the journey went through the album. Um, I really appreciated that. And like I said, my perspective, great introduction, great exposition. Like I really liked how it kind of outlined, like it was a table of contents of what I was about to listen to um and thank you yeah yeah it was great um so I guess um just a couple of things that I I wanted to just get your thoughts on and I'll and if you don't mind I want to say like my my top three favorite songs (laughs) no worries I understand (laughs) do you (laughs) so top three is definitely my perspective um and then the other one is um my way and then um the other one is man in the house um Yeah, and All so definitely great tracks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Evolve was really good, but I didn't want to stick with just <laughs> right. No, of course, just the title of the album. Good. So, uh, my perspective, it was like I said, it was just lovely, um, really nice, like kind of beginning. Like you're ba- basically you're prioritizing yourself, and I think this is so important for a lot of us to realize that not only that we have to be so focused on ourselves, but the idea of validation through others in order for us to succeed, it shouldn't be the priority. Um, it should be a complimentary thing. Um, and so what were your, what was kind of like your mindset or processes with like kind of construct composing that track itself? Well, I mean, Honestly, I was really like super in my feelings when I wrote that. I'm, I'm just going to be- The whole album is in that. your feelings. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I know it was very introspective, but like, it's just one of those things for me when I created that song, like I literally just got done with having that conversation about my dad. Well, with my dad about how he didn't think that I could do this kind mm-hmm. of thing. So yeah. I wanted to, it was because basically how I moved out to California was I- I didn't have anyone, anybody that I knew out here besides my dad, because he had recently just split up with my mom and ended up getting contracting jobs and stuff. And he just ended up in middle of nowhere, California, for some reason. So I decided I wanted to change from central Texas and I decided, okay, I'm going to give this a shot and see what happens. And unfortunately it didn't go the way that I wanted it to, which ended up sparking that conversation because I wanted him to actually give my music an actual chance instead of just being like, no, you can't do this kind of thing, you know? So then that's 
kind of how he he had been for a while and i had had a nice trajectory with like what i was making before i got uh, before i got out there no mm-hmm. whole reason why it was because i wanted to keep that trajectory going and build even more upon it and mm-hmm. for him to like kind of come in and shut me down at that moment was just like one of those things of like yo fuck that's yeah not, not in a bad well, way it's, but <laughs> it's hard when a parent like shuts down or even like an elder in your family shuts down your whole passions the things that are basically artistically keeping you alive and also mentally keeping you alive like you know these are things that you have grown as a like as a passion and as a person that you know you've been seeking validation from like literally your whole life because it is going to be your parents we mimic our parents we we love these parents are the first people that we love growing up they're the people that are supposed to be to, to protect us so um, when you have someone who you love so much not validate your actions or validate your dreams, it it can be destroying. Um, and so, so yeah, like I I don't blame you where you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You're to support me, not knock me down. You know, right. And, and then just one of those things with uh, with it was like I had also been seeing like all these different things that have been happening in the world at the mm-hmm. time. Like I had wrote the song basically within the midst of like the the Ferguson riots and and everything. My timeline might be a little bit messed up, but you know, like the different kind of like struggles that have happened in the world, and then seeing you know, the kind of issues of Trump's presidency as well too, and just taking that and adding that onto the kind of feelings that I was already feeling in general about like everything. It was just one of those things that I just decided, let me just put it all on wax right now. Like, honestly, I had been working like writing the album, like before this conversation had happened. So this is like one of the last songs that I really wrote down and just went all out for because I knew I wanted to just stand, like stand firm in what I believed in. So I just laid it all out there on that and went from there. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, let's actually transition into like, you know, kind of talking about man of the house since, you know, we're talking about parent validation and all that stuff. And right. um, it sounds like your dad is kind of, he acts as a figure in your life that I'm sensing from your music. This is what I'm getting. Like, no, oh, okay. I understand. That, yeah. That he has put so many roadblocks and has had, I would imagine both you and your brother had to like upkeep the thing, yeah. the things that he wasn't taking care of. And so um, tell me about man of the house a little bit. It sounds like things like, I'm not sure if this is true to story, but it sounds like a couple altercations probably happened. And a lot of fighting has probably happened because, you know, yeah. being in the military, I grew up next to a military base. Um, and I had cousins who had their father um in the military and he was always gone and gone for months comes back gone for months comes back which you know obviously puts a strain on the relationship whether the relationship was healthy or not exactly Um, yeah so tell me a little bit about man of the house yeah so that was another one that i kind of had to put on wax because like at the time i was realizing a lot of things um within you know within my life and trying to like build upon trying to figure out why things were the way that they were and Mm -hmm. I've I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stunt I've I don't have my shit together fully like the, literally the premise of this of the last song evolve is I ain't perfect but I'm working for it so but nah just um I knew that I've had a lot of issues and stuff that I've kind of that I've kind of gone through that I've just had to work through in general and yeah. I know that 
if I had had someone that was actually supposed to show me the, uh, show me the ropes fully, mm-hmm. then maybe things would have uh, things would have been different. But because right. I didn't have that, I'm literally trying to just piece it together and hope and pray for the best right now. And right. sometimes I feel like that strain uh, does that strain does make it difficult for me, especially with these uh, with relationships with my mom and my sister and my uh, and my brother as well too. And just I don't know, I just felt like it was right to disclose that information for me to, so that I can basically close that chapter on how I felt and then mm-hmm. get some, get some closure and move on, you know? Yeah. And I also, um, what's interesting is that you do point out a lot of, uh, kind of stereotypes that happen with black men, um, a lot with the, the absence of fathers and which yeah. you've addressed in my perspective, as well as a man in the house where, you know, it's, it's a common theme that with black households, whether if you're in the military or whether if you're, you're, you know, lower income, but there's always going to be a distant or inconsistent, um, fathering of, of, of the, or, or basically not very stable, uh, parenting is that right. Because, yes. um, because like, that's what, you know, to share kind of my experience, that's what happened to me. Um, my, yeah. Yeah, my dad was very inconsistent, um, put a lot of stress every time he would come back, there was a lot of fighting. Um, and then, you know, when you're a kid, you're like helpless and you're like, what do I do? But then when I got to be an adult and I asked him all these questions, then instead of him telling me like, you know, like this is what was going on. And like, there was, instead of a, not having a sense of growth, he started to fight with me. <laughs> and, and, oh, of course That's yeah he started to fight with me and then he would he would actually do all these weird accusation things where um he's like you're just like your mama and all this jazz and it's yeah. like you want the people that you love to grow and hopefully to grow with you because like right. us as people going through trauma like we there's a couple ways to digest it right there's one way to digest it where where we completely mimic the same behavior and there's no growth set but there is the other side of it where we want to be the complete opposite of it and we're trying to grow from that behavior for us so that we're better people right so i guess where my next question is going to as i'm rendering around this (laughs) i get it you're good (laughs) is um yeah like how do you feel as a black man like do you plan on having a family like in the future like is there things that you've learned from your dad that you are not trying to repeat or have grown from so that way you can be a better example like what's your thoughts on it yeah so i mean i do plan on having a family in the future right now uh, where i'm at with everything i just kind of i want to take my time you know like i'm one of those people where it's like I see like different uh, different people in my age range and like people that I've grown up with like already having families and uh, like being more like more put together or at least you know from the outside looking in kind of thing mm-hmm. but it you know sometimes it gets a little bit daunting thinking about it because it's like okay 26 I blink I'm not and I'm going to be 30 what the hell but <laughs> you're fine Mr. 26 I, I know <laughs> you sorry i'm sure everyone told you that (laughs) they do yeah but it's like it's funny because a lot of my friends like a lot of my friends are like a little bit more on the younger side like around like you know early early 20s and i have like maybe one or two that are like maybe past eh, like 
not not even 220 yet but that's also because of the type of school that i went to i was uh at um job corps um in san francisco that where i got my license um so they take 16 to 24 year olds so like a lot of friends that i have are for some reason younger than me (laughs) so it's like so it's just one of those things to where it's like i look at all of this and i'm just kind of like yo like They, they seem to have their stuff together and yet i'm still over here piecing it and i'm just like yo like what the what the hell but not nah, so it's just i don't know it's weird because like i want to take my time i want to mm-hmm. i i, I want to make sure that when i end up in the right in the right situation that it feels right to me and it feels right to them but nah um i want to i want to eventually have kids for sure and yeah. um it's just i walking away from like the situation from the relationship that I've had with my dad and like seeing the kind of uh the kind of route that he's had and especially also realizing where he came from as well too and which is part of why he is the way he is Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that you know my my kids don't have that same kind of relationship with them that I've had with him that I've had with him you know Mm -hmm. so it takes it takes a bigger person to try to be like all right look I I know we went through some stuff, but let's put it to the side for them. But it's like, I just don't want to have that sense of regret of them not being able to know like where they come from Mm -hmm. kind of things. But I also want to make sure that they know that that doesn't make you, that doesn't define who you are. So I want to make sure that they know, they know they can do whatever the hell they want, um, Mm -hmm. but also not be serial killers or something. But yeah, (laughs) but nah, like, I just want them to have that freedom, but also be aware of where their surroundings and what they what they see in society and who and how society can treat us as black men, as black men or black women. But I also want them to know that 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 doesn't control who you are. You know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I think, like slowly but surely, like our generation, like it gets better. Um. So then that way, this is not something that identifies us. Um, right. And, yeah, like. And what's really great is I always point out the whole thing. There's so much, there's so many resources now. And there's like, now, now that we have the internet and people share so many of their stories that we're able to be like, wow, like this is also happening to them. So Most now that I'm yeah. learning this and it's not just me in my own bubble with going through this, then right. I can, I have, you find an inner peace with it. And, and, and I'm not saying it's completely resolved, but there's, no, a of course, peace, yeah. there's an inner peace with just like being able like, wow, I can grow. Like I can grow and I don't feel that this is going to define me. And this is something also that you also indicated in music. Like this is not going to be something that defines you. Um, So I I really appreciate that you kind of went into that um, because it's hard talking about your parents, especially where um, I'm sure if your mom loves everything that you do and she finds out that you did this podcast, I'm sure she'll listen. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but those who are probably not as supportive, like your dad's probably not likely that he's going to listen unless there's a chance where he's turning around and being like, maybe I should be better, but who knows right. where that may go. So, oh, of and, course. And, and I understand that it can be a completely, um, uh, not ambiguous place, nebulous place. Um, and it, it's, it could surprise you in the future, but right. all in all um so yeah but i i really liked man of the house a lot um just how you were kind of destroying or not destroying uh describing your story um and then the third one um i can't remember if i said there was a third one i can't remember if i said it was um overthinking or grinding okay all right 
Um, it was one of those two. I think let's, you know what? Let's talk about grinding. <laughs> All right. Let's get right into the milk and crannies of this guy. <laughs> so grinding was great because uh, you definitely um, talk about your grind life balance. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and so uh, there is, so funny story. Um, okay. I had the shortest interaction with another rap artist in in the San Jose area. I don't even know if he's still rapping. It was kind of like one of those like, hey, I rap. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I was like 21 <laughs> years old at the time and I had hard eyes. I'm like, tell me more about your music. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so like we there was like one night where like we were like where I met him and like we were both drinking and then he tells me about his stuff and I get his number. And then he's telling me all the time on like via text that he's he's like recording and he can't see me and he's recording and he can't see me. And it's right. like, and it was, I only saw him that one time. So I wasn't really tripping about it. I'm like, okay, he's not really making an effort to communicate. So he's a fuck ass. I'm going to go on. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> for those folks who are in, you know, probably longer relationships and, but I'm sure there's probably the struggle of communicating with your significant other. Like I have to do these things because it's, it's outlining my future. Right. If I don't stop, there's going to be an outcome that I don't want and I'm going to wallow in it. Yeah. Um, and also like the constant reminder of being like, I have to remind my significant other that they're important, but also at the same time, my identity is just as important as important. So exactly. Yeah. Where were you coming from uh, with grinding? So, um, another funny story, actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Tell them all. laughs> I hate to I hate to put it out there like that, but I, I'll just I'll preface it. Basically, mm-hmm. um, I had wrote the song while I was in job corps as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was dealing with a uh, a long distance relationship at the time because mm-hmm. I was with I was with um, this woman uh, back back home in Texas for a while. And we kind of had a little bit of a rocky, a rocky thing even before I came and went out there. But mm-hmm. because I was doing the school stuff on top of also trying to figure out how to get, get my music going at the time around there, it was like one of those things that like, I couldn't really have interactions with her. I couldn't like message. I couldn't be on my phone constantly trying to speak to her and things. Right. And then of course, this is just yep, the man side of me. I, I, I will admit it is what it is. But like with me being in a whole new place, you know, I don't want to just like be held back. That right. probably is like a Sagittarius thing, but uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, blame it on the astrology sign. <laughs> but nah, so just, it was just one of those things that like, she, she could, couldn't understand that like I had the, I had to do these things. I had to be away sometimes, especially like while I'm in school. It's like, yo, like I'm not on the phone 24 7, 365. I have to study. I have mm-hmm. to do these things. Like, right. Let me be me. Like, <laughs> so, nah, just like we ended up, we ended up breaking up. It was kind of rough for her at the time. And it was kind of rough for me because I'm just like, yo, I did really like, uh, really like this girl. So mm-hmm. it was just one of those things. Like, it was tough. But eventually I ended up getting uh, getting over it and stuff like that. Like within, I'll say maybe I had like a two, three week timeline because I, I love hard. I'm not even going to start. But yeah, so 
I got I got over it. And once I started getting like, you know, more like upbeat and everything, I wanted to I didn't want to specifically go out of my way to write about that situation. But mm-hmm. I also I just found a beat online. And mm-hmm. then it just for some reason that melody kind of spoke to me in that way to where I was just like, you know what? This is probably the route that I need to take with this. Because sometimes in the writing process, just certain melodies that you'll hear will remind you of certain uh, of certain times and certain instances and sometimes you just have to let that let that go out regardless of what topic it could really be and for that it just ended up becoming grinding so yeah yeah no I and again I think like I like I was probably trying to reiterate like this happens to a lot of people um when they're in their in their work in their art um work is art so i don't want to confuse both but like no of course um that sometimes it's not you know if you're gonna be in somebody's life you have to be supportive of what they're trying to do but also keep in mind like the other side of it is like stay mindful about that person's time too i'm not saying that's what's going on but of course but it's hard right because once you're fully immersed in something and one you don't want to get out of your head about it because you know like you're trying to create like a product like um sometimes taking the two seconds to text somebody back can take you out of your immersion yeah um and it's really hard um but yeah i, I always want to point that out because it happens the rolling joke is that jazz musicians when they get married they get divorced two weeks later but the girl yeah. won't even the girl won't even tell them she'll just pack up all her shit and leave <laughs> like, like all right so um i'm not gonna say nothing but bye <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> I think I can't remember which famous artist. I think it was I can't remember if it was Charlie Parker or somebody else, but they basically got home and all their stuff was like all of their furniture, everything was gone God, except for the man. saxophone. And they're like, Jeez. well, and it's just like they're practicing more jazz. Like, right. <laughs> like this is all I got. <laughs> like that might as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that happens a lot. And I think it's just sometimes um, the reality of those who aren't in doing any hobbies too, like they're so caught up in like, you know, their work life and yeah. going home and expecting to have all the intention with this person that they're trying to build their life with that they forget like, oh, maybe I should spend some time on creating something for myself too. So that way I don't have to depend so much on the other person. Of course. But that's what I kind of got from it because like so many sad stories of so many breakups, but also True. I've, I've heard the other sides of it too. And I'm just like, okay, well, my buddy's just being a dumbass. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like on one hand, all right, I get it. But on the other hand, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like you've been out here in California long enough and it looks like you made some friends. So like, you know, Ill Exotic, how did you get to know those guys? Um, so with Ill Exotic, actually, it's funny because um, I went to school with uh, DZ Stuff's cousin, the Kid Ghost. Um, he's okay. also another um, rapper out here in the Bay Area and stuff. He's actually in Fresno right now. But yeah, uh, I went to Job Corps with him and me and him wanted to make a song together because, you know, I was just trying to make a connection at the time. Um, so and we both liked each other's styles and everything. So mm-hmm. when we went to when we decided to make the song that we did, we ended up going to the DZ Step studio um, so, to record everything. So that's how I ended up meeting DZ Step. That's actually how I ended up meeting a lot of people. I met basically, so it ended up being the Kid Ghost putting me on to DZ Step, Ill Exotic, Coronita, um, 
one of our other producer friends, Rick and Nice, um, my manager, actually, um, Christopher Tang, Infinity. Um, he goes by both names. But yeah, um, so that one connection basically put me in the room of like so many different people at so many different times that made the good connections that, yeah. you know, it just kind of worked. And then me and me and DZ, um, we wanted to work together as well too. And then that just kind of turned into blessings one night, which is like my, one of my personal favorites. Cause it's, yeah. we did a whole video and everything and who, you know, that gets on a Ferris wheel and starts rapping. Like, right. <laughs> Like that was the the video. We had so much fun with that. But yeah, DZ stuff, El Exotic, they're great and they're great people, they're great artists. We gotta we're doing some more work soon. Good. Um definitely. It's just it was nice to just be able to connect with everybody like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you you scored a good network of people. Like I DZ stuff and, and Coronita, like Coronita I've known since high school. Um right. so we're both from basically around the same block, but uh I remember that we both did music school together and then yeah. like when she moved first to try to do music out in San Jose and then something went went down and then I moved to San Jose and then she moved back to Monterey right and then when she told me she she actually emailed me like when I was like halfway through my music program and she and she was okay. like hey I'm going back out there to San Jose but I think I'm gonna go to Chabot College I'm like oh my god if you go to Chabot College that is like, the you're hot going to <laughs> that is the spot i'm like over here like hitting on my imaginary rap horn like right. go, go, go. <laughs> because every person that i met in college like san jose state wise like anybody who was with shabot was always cool as fuck knowing that she was gonna go there i was right. like don't be in good hands she does not need my ass no. <laughs> Oh, and so when I heard that you got in contact with them, I'm like, oh yeah, you're in good hands. You're, you're, I'm not saying you're finished. I'm not right. saying that, no, but I'm course. saying like, that's a good spot. <laughs> of course, most definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're definitely great people though. Definitely. So I'm glad I was able to connect with them like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're, they're great. Um, they're, they're so sweet. And so I'm glad to hear that. Like, you know, anytime they, they, they throw like, hey, I know you're still doing interviews. Are you still looking for people? And like, I mean, throw them at me and they throw your, through your name. I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, this guy, yes. Yeah, I need yeah. him. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. No, and I, and I, that's absolutely like one of the things I love about doing this is like, I get to meet all these different people and everybody's so humble. And so like, thank you for being another humble guest. You know? Of course, most definitely. That's the best way I can be. I don't like being... <laughs> Like nobody likes an asshole. Let's keep it real. Like, <laughs> not I mean, at all. There's I, some instances to where it's like, all right, you're an asshole with a purpose. Cool, whatever. But just still, like, it's like you gotta jump through all these different hoops and bounds just to still deal with them and not <laughs> lose your shit. <laughs> I yeah. don't want to be that guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like sometimes if that happens, you know, like the smiling Wendy meme where you just smiling. Oh, yeah. And it's just like internal screaming. I'm like, yep. yeah. <laughs> Luckily, that hasn't happened. But right. when it does, <laughs> I'm sure I'll probably just be like, what do I do here? <laughs> it's like, um, all right, how do I get out of this as fast as I can without <laughs> pissing anyone off? <laughs> exactly. So um, just a couple of things. Um, it looks like we're actually kind of getting to the closing part of the podcast, but is there anything that you would like to share? Uh, we'll talk about your social media handles in a second, but is there anything okay. else that you would like to kind of broadcast out to the world? 
Um, well, I mean, honestly, um, just the big thing right now is the album Evolve. Um, I'm going to be working on a few music videos for that right now. I'm Ooh. open to work with anybody as well, too. So if anyone enjoys the enjoys the project and wants to do something with me, I'm open for any and all avenues. Just let me know. You can always reach out to me. Um, I don't think I'm really. It's weird. I, <laughs> I put all this effort into this project and now I'm just like, OK, now I just want to create freely and hope and pray for the best. I didn't really have another <laughs> like any other thing that I'm working on, but I think it's just because I put so much passion into this, you know, yeah. and like, I'm glad that I'm able to finally get it out and to showcase it to people and to, for people to hear my message. So I'm going to be pushing this like as hard as I can. But yeah, yeah just and anybody that wants to uh, wants to work or just likes my music and wants to just make a new new friend i guess <laughs> yeah um you could just we're in, we're in the world now where everything's digital so it's not that hard to reach out and be like hey buddy <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's like oh so i heard you make music you're a really good person I'm like, <laughs> exactly no <I'm> really <laughs> all right well tell me uh just let everybody know where they can find you like your band camp social media yeah, so um, everything's pretty centralized. Um, you can honestly Google me at Einstein the Mastermind and most of everything will pop up. But if you want to like search primarily for like my, you know, my Instagram or anything, the handle is going to be at it's Einstein TEM. That's I-T-S-E-I-N-S-T-E-I-N-T-M. Once again, as I may have previously stated, too many T's, but you know what? It is what it is. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, uh, you can just find our music anywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. Um, I don't know if anybody uses Deezer, but Deezer, um, Pandora. It's weird. Pandora. GoDaddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> A funny story about Pandora, though literally every single time that i would perform for some reason pandora was just like really weird about putting my music on there i don't know how my album managed to get on pandora but i'm glad that it did because now i can finally say oh pandora as well too but every single time that i would perform i would always preface it when people would try to find myself i'd be like everywhere except for pandora because pandora's on an old bullshit but yeah. <laughs> so, like pandora's trash yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but now i was like all right cool i don't have to say that anymore great <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I wonder. I wonder what it is with them. Was was it just hard to submit, or they were just like, "Nah, bro, you're not." Yeah, it's just like a really weird, like algorithm or something. Like, I'm not the only artist that's dealt with it like this. I've talked to other people like back home in Texas. Um, like one of my best friends uh, that I make all my music with, uh, Mighty. Um, he's dealt with the exact same thing, and it's just. I don't know if it's just because albums have a better chance of getting on there in, as opposed to like singles, mm -hmm. but I don't know. The algorithm's weird. If I could talk to somebody at the office of Pandora to figure this out. <laughs> so, yeah. No, so. I think they're in Redwood City. So <laughs> All right. Well, looks away. like I'm knocking on Pandora's door. Then. <laughs> I'll just be like, yo, can you tell me why this took forever? <laughs> I need to know where are my answers? <laughs> I, I live right next to Netflix, so one time they canceled my show, and I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk down there and yell at the oh sign. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Shit, I might as well join you at this point. <laughs> it's your pitchforks. We're gonna protest the cancellation. <laughs> like, let me turn into Monique real fast. I'm like, <laughs> oh no, I am terrible. <laughs> right, right. No, you're all good, dude.
All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to today's episode of Dope Cast and Drive. This episode will be published on Spotify and Apple Pods under the same playlist as Lady Blurred Sings the Blues. It's also under its own playlist on SoundCloud. So if you just uh, look up Don't Cast and Drive, like one N, no ands, just Don't Cast and Drive, uh, you'll find my little logo and you'll see all the interviews backtracking from the beginning. So um and then of course if you guys want to follow the instagram page uh that will be at lady blurred sings the blues so everything that is published for don't cast drive will be there as well as well as on facebook but it was such it was so much fun to have you on the show today Einstein, it was great it was a pleasure being here and i'm glad we made friends out of this now because yes you are amazing yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and you as well. Yeah, Yeah, we'll be friends. No worries. I'll just let you know. I'll just like shout out you on Twitter or do a sub tweet being like, hey, check this guy out. What guy? This guy. (laughs) This guy right here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good night. All right.